Pit Guys. This week's episode is brought to you by Epoxic Enterprises. We're alive. The, the, mostly. We've survived. Barely. Another epic, epic road trip to an Ultra 4 race by the Pit Guys last week. It was amazing. Uh, no short of many adventurous tales. I don't know if we'll even... Well, I know we don't remember some of them. Some of them we shouldn't even speak of ever again, probably. Uh, yeah. It was a great week. Uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We've got an awesome guest this week. we got Brian Williams, the man that really uh, coordinates Ultra 4 getting to have a race at, uh, at the Sturgis Bike Rally. Great guy. Freaking hustler, man. That dude... Was working his butt off last week. Every time I saw him, he was moving. He never, he never stood still. Kind of like a mini, mini JT. Yeah. <clears throat> I thought you were gonna say like a mini Hopper. I'm like, hell no! I haven't moved that. No, Hopper far. don't move that much. No, it never. So, uh, yeah. We we left for the race on Wednesday night after work. <clears throat> We have a bad habit of traveling through the wee hours of the morning and middle of the night. Oh, man. It's getting annoying. Got to Sturgis about 3 a.m. Yep. After we smoked a deer with my truck. And an owl and several rabbits and other mystery creatures. Oh, man. We murdered more animals in that truck last week than I care to count. Yeah, PETA was not happy. But uh, everything was all right. You and me, Redneck, fixed the bumper. Yep. Yeah, Casey went on a recovery mission. We uh, we didn't know if maybe we could save part of the deer for dinner, and Casey came back and informed us that it was mostly vaporized and not usable. So there's that. Everything except it's crap, because it literally pooped all over the side of my truck when I hit it. Which, I guess in its defense, I would probably poop too if I got hit by a car. Yeah. Especially a car driven by a deer. Because I'm a human getting hit by a deer car. Oh, man. You and those ladies' drinks. It's a spiked seltzer pear elderflower. Good luck, man. Hey, it's probably going to taste like static. But So, uh, yeah, we got to Buffalo Chip. Uh, we... Oh, it's horrible. Not the Buffalo Chip. The Buffalo Chip's great. The no, drink's great. horrible. Spiked seltzer. Why did... Why did you let me do that? It seemed like such a good idea at the time. Was that in the was my garage fridge? Yes. Yeah, everything in the door of my garage fridge is trash that I want someone to get rid of. For you me. should have warned me. Now well, I, I needed feel, you to get rid of it. Now for I me. feel like I'm gonna be drinking static water with alcohol in it. Gross. Yeah, that's okay. the reject pile. <laughs> for good reason. Yes. Ugh. So anyway. Great weekend at the Buffalo Chip Racing. Phenomenal. We have some awesome stories from the race. Great time in Sturgis in general. You got to experience your first Sturgis motorcycle rally. Never been before. It was great. Uh, I rode my Grom. Myself and Jeff rode our Groms down there. I felt like th people would throw stuff at us, but what I wasn't prepared for was the uh, the whistles and the... the like. A applaud maybe some applause, other things maybe a few other non-family friendly items as well as people dug the groms oh yeah dude we talked to that guy at the hardware store for 30 oh, minutes dude, about he our groms loved our groms so 
Well, that's the thing about Harley. Like, I'm not a Harley guy. I I'm, I don't get the appeal of a motorcycle that has. This, it's like a Colt uh, like a 1911, right? Like some people love this outdated, archaic technology, and they're like, "Oh, I love my motorcycle that vibrates itself to death, and it's it's the same technology they used back in 1809." And I'm like, seriously, guys. What's the appeal to this clackety, clunkety, leaky, tiki, oil-cooled, thigh-burning machine? I don't know what it is. But people love them, and I love them for that because they are loved. Zach, you love your Harley. I love my Harley and my Grom, man. Um, but at Sturgis, there's like 17 million Harleys, and they all look the same to me. Except there's a few with like... I don't know, 50-inch front wheels? Dude, there were some crazy custom bikes. Dude, that was bananas. But going back to what you were saying, the the Groms really carried more respect there than I uh, anticipated. Yeah, it was great. Um, Not even a laugh factor, man. People just thought they were cool. And I'll be honest, I rode my Harley and my Grom downtown on two separate occasions. The Grom was the ticket. Dude, the Groms fit so many places. They're like little tactical street machines because they just fit everywhere like oh look that space is too small for a bike nope two groms fit just fine also like the harley just burned the crap out of my inner thighs because of the heat coming off the motor yeah so that was that was uncool in your defense though the amb- the ambient atmosphere was also incredibly hot everything was hot it was 103 hot. degrees on the first two days we were there yeah. Miserable. But, uh, yeah, we, we had a good time, man. We uh, we raced. Uh, we didn't just go for the rally. We raced. Yep. Uh, good race. Love the track. Two-mile short course. Mm-hmm. Action-packed. Dude, yep. the, the racing was off the hook. And we got to watch all the races. Yeah. Like something we don't normally that get to do. That was really cool. Spotting, standing in the spotting stands and spotting races, that was... That was really cool. It was kind of fun because, you know, at first I'm like, what is what is spotting? How do you do that? And then you're like, oh, well, this is real nice. You know, like some of the other races, like hammers, you don't get to talk to your car because there are on the other side of the other different mountains. And you're like, I don't know what's going on. Hopefully they're still alive. But this one, not only do you see them, but you talk to them the whole time. So that was really cool. Unless you're spotting for Jeff Bachman, the worst guest ever. Yeah. The guy blew a belt on his razor, pulled off the course, towed off the course, told us he was out, and 10 minutes later, he drives right back by us again. What the heck? I thought you were out. Yeah, we get on the radio, and we're like, what are you doing? And he's like, I fixed it. We're like, you got to tell us, man. (laughs) We didn't even know. We thought you were back at the camper already. Yeah, that was funny. Uh, But, man, some of the other racing was crazy. Dude, we saw so many wrecks Mm -hmm. like single car on their sides on their roofs freaking again our buddy our new buddy maybe not after this but like (laughs) we got to come up with a new nickname nickname for this guy chuck crossland man spends more time on his side and his roof than like anybody i've met yeah guy is always upside down i mean that's just that's just how some people roll i mean granted is a new car he's still learning it right you know and uh it's a lot of horse, a lot of hearse purrs to the ground that you got to control. Um, 
Tom. We saw our Tom Prendergast with Fire River Racing. Oh, dude, that clip. Have you ever seen... No. Have you ever seen a 4,400 car, an 800 horsepower 4,400 car do ballet? I have never seen it until this time. It looked like Michael Jordan early 90s dunk contest. Yeah. It was an incredible video clip. Yeah. It's it's amazing. It's I honestly don't know like how those guys are still walking because <laughs> the landing looked about as smooth as a freaking keg of dry ice inside of a boiling vat of fried grease. It was it looked violent. Yeah, and then in the the biggest race of the weekend, the 4400 main, we saw Lauren Healy and he wreck for sure give up second place. Like, no way the guy's going to finish on the podium. They get him uprighted. As soon as they unhook the strap, he just goes again, mm-hmm. finishes the last half lap, and retains second place. Impressive. I mean, it was nuts. Everybody thought for sure Bailey Cole was going to get second place. Or Bailey Campbell, sorry. And uh, <laughs> Lauren held on. Yeah. Bailey still got podium, got the third. She had a a great race Mm -hmm. someone that was really open about not looking forward to that style she she was very uh very vocal about her dislike of short courses but she did well and towards the end she's like you know it's kind of growing on me a little well i think uh she had brian croft's co-driving for her and i think he really digs racing Mm -hmm. i think that those two well obviously they work well together yeah Um, kind of have to but uh, I think he did a great job of working with her, and she did a great job of listening and, and taking that, and, and she had a great weekend. Now, I mean, we have to mention the winner, Paul Horschel. Mm-hmm. He just freaking destroyed everybody. Yeah. Uh, he got out ahead of that dust, and there was no touching him. Yeah, it was like freaking 10-minute leads. Not really, but that's what it felt like. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's the thing. You know, this, this course was... Part of it was dusty and part of it was muddy and and you had mud at the bottom and dust at the top and man it just as a spectator I wasn't in the car but as a spectator it just looked like a freaking blast it looked like uh, you know there was some definite problems to work through dust wise and mud wise but man it looked fun and a huge shout out to the Ultra Four and the Buffalo Chip for giving us such a great little track to run on yeah we got to go on a sweet parade to the buffalo chip on mm-hmm. friday night with all the race cars and the groms that was pretty cool um you know these races are these short track races are a little different man because so much downtime mm-hmm. they really limit practice they've got to squeeze everybody in uh for qualifying for heat races for main races so there's a lot of downtime between races which, which i love yeah it's Just fun so you know it's I love very it. different yeah um but yeah, great time. So yeah, I, I mean, will have to say with this much stuff packed into this short amount of time, you know, my YouTube channel doing stuff with Hopper, uh, th- I have so much footage and editing it is kicking my butt. I'd usually have something out by now, but my oh my, there's so much footage. Well, there is. There is some stuff that probably should just be deleted. Well, there's some stuff that is uh, definitely uh, going in the archives, not for public dissemination, but uh, it's it's mainly trying to figure out, like, okay, do we want to show this or show that? Like, because no one wants to watch no three-hour-long YouTube video. Uh, there, might, there might be a couple people. But 
stay tuned for that because when that comes out, it's going to be pretty fun. I have a blast editing because I get to relive all those great memories, those great moments. Um, you know, this has been a freaking busy week for me at the sewer district. It's my board meeting week, so it's been slammed. So when I'm editing at like 1130 at night or 445 in the morning, it's kind of fun because it's been a stressful day at work trying to catch up. And then I see, oh, wow, I had a lot of fun. Dude, we had we had a blast at the live podcast Thursday night. Oh, gosh. Minus was... a few audio problems, which yeah. we missed after a few drinks I didn't really care about. Well, we're going to get it figured out. It yep. was our first time doing something but like that. But it was that. so much fun having all those dudes come by um and, and by, just hang out yeah and gals yeah everybody was there i mean dude pam pam was a blast to hang out with and blake willicky blake Wilkie. was there oh dude oh my gosh we've hit him up we got to hang out with uh cody webb for yeah, a little bit while yeah. we were there um of course you know we're all huge paul wolf fanboys yeah. we got to hang out with paul for a little bit he yep. he had a great utv race uh blew his motor in his 4400 race um, great spirits though, and the dude's a badass. So what's he got to worry about? Man, we get to hang out with a lot of our buddies that we've met this year mm-hmm. going to these races. Uh, one of them we got to give a big special shout out to. This dude helped everybody. Mm-hmm. At at one point in time, I think he was helping work on five different cars. Yeah, that was our buddy Carl Otto out of Elizabeth, Colorado. Dude's just a down and dirty, get the work done kind of guy. And he's smart too. Like if you're like, I don't know how to do this because I don't have my like shot press in my clean work area. I don't know what to do. And he's like, just do this. Just and you're like, you just do that. And guess what? It works. Yep. Freaking awesome. He uh he had a little bit of an incident in uh the qualifier. Mm-hmm. Broke his wrist and his arm. Um man kind of a downer you hate to see that happen to anybody but you always hate to see that happen to such a nice guy Um, i talked to him last night here's what he told me he said the arm's pretty messed up uh he went into surgery today this Mm. morning thursday he had to get two plates and six oh my three months of physical therapy wow uh man i mean and he was still pretty upbeat when I talked to him last night. He uh, assured me that he would still be bailing hay by Friday. <laughs> dude, everyone's bailing hay right now. Bailing- dude is, the dude is gutsy, but yeah. also super nice. So so shout out to Carl, man. Mm-hmm. He saved a lot of guys' races and just feel bad because now he's going to be in a cast. But yeah. he's probably one of them dudes that just cuts his own cast off after three months. Yeah. He don't need no doctor. Yeah, so... Yeah, it was a great weekend. I mean, hung out lots of fun people. Um, it was it was a lot of fun. It was a blast. It was definitely tiring, but I'm ready to do it all over well, again. Well, we are doing it all over again. Next week, we're going yeah. to Taylor Park for Taylor V Rally out yep. in Colorado. 400 of our closest friends. Yep. And we're, some strangers. Yep. It's going to be fun. I do love that part of the state, Taylor Park. It's like high alpine it's beautiful last year at the rally it snowed on us mm-hmm. overnight that was fun we uh we're gonna be uh helping host the nightler ride nightly rider rendezvous yep we're gonna be doing some raffles every night uh 
We're going to be here with our buddy Josh Dowell from Colorado Land Tire. He's got a booth set up. We're going to do some demonstrations and maybe help work on some people's rigs. Should just be a fun time in general, man. The riding's great, the the atmosphere's great, but the mm. people are a lot of fun. I am a little bummed. Um, it sounded like uh, we'd talk to um, our, our team captain, uh, Joe Gould, and he had kind of authorized us to bring the race trailer and the, and the 4956 car to kind of show off and, and let do a, like a touch-a-car event type of thing. But guess what? My head gasket's still blown. Wop, wop. So that's kind of a bummer. Um, hopefully I can get that worked on sooner than later because I really... <laughs> you don't realize how often you need a dually around once you have one and then you don't have it anymore. Well, I might be in the body shop for a little bit. Wop, wop. Yep, but that's okay. We'll figure it out. Yeah. So anyway, that being said, if this if this next batch of head gaskets with... We're, we're, we're doing uh, O-rings on each head. If that does not hold, then we're going to come and swap it. I had thought about upgrading to a... You should just upgrade, uh, man. To a newer platform, but I ain't got 60K to spend on a used pickup. I, I see a Duramax in your future. No. No, 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 no. I mean, you rode all the way to Sturgis in my truck. In my, the cramped, tiny little rear seat. You saw me laying sideways because there's no room for my freaking legs. But how'd she ride? I mean, it was smooth. I'll yeah. give you that. It was smooth. But you, the whole time... I let you ride in my Duramax. I let you sleep in my camper. And for that... Dude, huge shout out to your wife. Oh my gosh, yes. Casey, if you're listening to this, thank you so much for letting me invade your guys' camper. Um, she killed it last week. Oh my gosh. Had sandwiches for us. Made us food. Had she, coffee for you in the morning. She made me coffee, which is, which is outstanding. Dude, she drove the dually into Sturgis in the middle of the day during the motorcycle rally to go to the grocery store. And. That's some guts. And she fabricated a AC redirecting duct. Oh, so yeah. it would blow on us instead of across the ceiling. So huge shout out to Casey. Thank you for letting me crash in your camper. Also, huge shout out to Parker. Parker, thank you for letting me sleep on you. I told him that you wet the bed. Uh, you weren't, you weren't going to say anything about saying He's all concerned about sleeping in it now because he thinks that now he's in his bed. Parker, his sorry. I, Zach wasn't supposed to say anything. Ugh. No secrets are safe with you. Yep. Mm-hmm. What else you got on your list? We uh, talked about what we did last week. We talked about what we're doing next week. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, we've just... It's a busy summer. School's starting up. My wife goes back to work for the school district uh, next week. And then and then the week after, the kids go back to school. Um, you know, we, we definitely have been talking about doing some sort of family trip. Uh, to go wheeling somewhere, so that's a possibility. Not gonna happen without head gaskets, though. Um, what else? I I'm I'm thrashing. I gotta get this trailer built to haul my my slide in camper. We gotta. You, I need you to build that trophy too. Oh, I gotta build it. Oh. We're we're going to be giving the award for the most trashy. Yeah. Uh, at the UTV rally, that's gonna be exciting. We talking about 
people or what, what, what trashy like trailer like who trailer gets parts? the most trash off yeah, the trail very good good for like, the environment here i was gonna say i can i can trash it up real good the, on my person oh dude you you trashed it up pretty good in sturgis no you, i classed you, it up in you sturgis. just blended right in man. i classed it up anyway who do we got tonight who are we talking to tonight we talked about that a little bit earlier um well, let's get Brian Williams on the phone Sounds from the like Buffalo Chip. And, uh, yeah, let's see what he's got to say. Hypoxic Enterprises of Laramie, Wyoming was created by two normal guys with a simple goal in mind, to create a more affordable option for everything off-road. Hypoxic started over 15 years ago with a love of Jeeps and rock crawling. While Jeeps were their gateway, the growth of the UTV industry couldn't be ignored and the racing bug came shortly after. Hypoxic has a true passion for everything off-road, from racing at Ultra Force King of the Hammers to weekend cruises with the family. Whether you're a first-time UTV owner or an experienced racer, Hypoxic Enterprises is here to help you build the machine of your dreams. Ride safe, ride often. Hypoxic Enterprises of Laramie, Wyoming. All right. Well, we we got the man of the hour with us tonight. Uh, the guy that just threw one of the most badass parties we've ever been to. Anyway, yeah. We uh we got Brian Williams on tonight. He and I, uh, the man. The I, I don't know what your official title is, Brian. The the guy between Ultra Four and the Buffalo Chip, right? The manager of the Motor Complex, maybe. Uh, you you tell us what, what's your official title over there. I actually don't have an official title. Um, I, like you say, I'm just kind of the, the, the middleman between the Buffalo chip and the, and the series that I bring in. And you bring in a couple of different series there. So you put on a couple of different races, but uh, we actually got to know you cause you also like kind of hang out and work with the uh, Yellowstone off-road racing guys, uh, Aaron and Grizz. Yes. And uh yeah, we got to just hang out with you like all week last week because we were at the Buffalo Chip, uh, supposedly racing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There, there was some racing going on. You were hustling. We were goofing off. Yeah, we were taking naps and stuff. But man, I tell you what, every time I saw you, you were moving somewhere else. You never slowed down. That's for sure. There, there's a lot going on twenty four seven over there. For, for those of you that don't know, the Buffalo Chip is like one of the premier like properties, I guess, uh, in Sturgis, South Dakota. I don't know, Brian, maybe you know better than I do like numbers, but it is like a huge place out maybe three, four miles out in the country. A massive amount of campers, motorcycles. Uh, they have concerts. They got vendors. They got stuff that we can't talk about on this family friendly show. I mean, the place is nuts and they let us take over a tiny little corner of their property for the first weekend to have our, uh, ultra four race. Uh, tell us a little bit kind of maybe about like the Buffalo chip. Well, like the, the, the Buffalo chip, um, Rod Woodruff actually started it in 1982, I believe. Um, and it was simply a bar in the middle of a field is how he got his start. Um, invited a couple bands out, local bands, whatnot, and uh, charged, you know, five bucks a night or whatever it was for people to camp there. Um, that, you know, obviously a long time ago when uh, anybody, everybody just kind of came to the 
came out for rally and it was back then it was more based on um jackpot and gypsies racing is kind of what was what really got the rally started hmm. yes and i've i've heard about the jackpine gypsies that's that's kind of cool i didn't realize that was so so much a part of the buffalo chip that's cool it, it's not that they're a part of the buffalo chip it's they're the ones that started the rally and everything just kind of grew from there um you know the event just kept getting bigger and bigger and obviously over the years it gets more commercialized and more more uh, events added um people trying anything and everything to bring people their direction as opposed to the next guy down the road sure now <clears throat> has the as has the buffalo chip been hosting uh events over bike weeks every year since it's got started or has there been years where they've taken a break or there's there's definitely years of taking a break um you know what actually got me kind of started with the buffalo chip was uh torque racing came out there for i believe two years okay um they they came in they built a track um buffalo chip obviously was a host to it and uh at that time i was actually as far as off-road racing i was racing with grizz and aaron with yellowstone um and actually don lenders won back then Don had been talking to us about uh, South Dakota boys because there was nine of us at one point racing Montana, Wyoming, racing with those guys. And they kept uh, saying, we need to find something in South Dakota. Um, this whole thing initially started. All I did was set up a meeting with Don and Grizz and Woody from the Buffalo Chips so that they could potentially plan an event. Um, the hard part is you're in Billings. It's hard to get over here to build a track, to find sponsors, to put everything together. So I kind of got uh, put in charge of it, I guess. <laughs> Roped in, volunteered, slash. Voluntold. Yeah. Voluntold. Yep. So, so how long have you been kind of doing this? 2014 would have been the first Yellowstone race at the chip. Oh, and man. then... Yeah, yep. So we brought them in 2014, and I want to say 2019 would have been my first year during rally. And Ultra Four has been there the last three years, I think, right? This is their second year. Second year. So, so, so here in this year, you actually you did a couple of races. You did the Yellowstone race. You did the the Ultra Four race. I mean, the track is is pretty sweet. It's, it's different. You know, we've always talked about this. All Ultra 4 events are a little different track-wise. Um, but the atmosphere is nuts, man, because you've got all these guys with race cars, and then we also all, like, want to bring our bikes because it's bike week. I mean, it's just – Right. It's unlike any race we go to all year. Plus, like, we're not the main event, right? It's, it's a little bit like Visions. We're a main event, but we're not the main event, and so – you have all this other stuff going on and it's kind of badass to like on Saturday when we were watching the 4,400 main race, all those bikers lined up, like guys actually come and watch. It's, it's pretty sweet. Right. Yeah. It brings in like, it, and there's a lot of guys, horsepower is horsepower. Mm -hmm. um, you know, even when Torque was here, it was, they had a decent crowd because guys there, if you're into horsepower and you're, um, into watching crazy things, stupid things, however you want to look at it, you know you're going to get a good show. So guys come in to watch, and they, they like what they see. 
Well, and it's just, it's also a, a really well-organized event. I mean, you have things laid out well. Um, JT puts on a good race as far as like directing the actual race. Like it's definitely no, uh, no hack together, like good old boys. It's, it's a legit race, you know, and, and we know Grizz and Aaron put on a good race too, uh, with Yellowstone. Right. So yep. I think that speaks to a lot to those guys that are coming in that maybe have never heard of ultra four. We had a ton of conversations with folks. We went downtown, um, about the race because they just didn't know, you know, what's going on out there. Who are you guys? What do you do? And it's, it's a great chance for us to really reach a new audience too. You know, in there too, it's, we, we've discussed, um, the planning of the year round ordeal, trying to get ready for rally. Uh, um, and, and this race just being a, a small part of the Buffalo chip events. Mm-hmm. Um, and even with advertising and trying to get the word out, it's obviously ultra four has it advertised. I'm advertising and I'm on all of my social media. Um, the Buffalo chip has it out, social media, webpage, everything else. And it's amazing how many people still don't see that the event is going on. Um, that's kind of where we started doing the parade, um, trying to get the locals to see, let them know that there is something right across the street. Yeah. We got to bring up the parade because I think that's probably like the coolest thing. And it's super unique to the Sturgis race. I feel like with ultra four, maybe they do a parade at Crandon. I'm not sure. Um, but that's like the funnest part. Friday night, opening night of the rally, uh, you get us all lined up. And then this year you split us into two groups we went all all the way through the Buffalo Chip property, through all the campers, all the bikes, uh, and then we get to drive into the huge amphitheater all at the same time. And then we all just get to like be idiots for a little bit, rev our engines, show off our stuff, dude. That's crazy and crazy. amazing how many motorcycle guys like start to hear us and our race cars, and they all come out to the road and they're just like, yeah, like. Do something stupid, but it's a blast. Well, as loud as they think, as loud as the Harley is, uh, it's nothing when you sit next to a a 900 horse Ultra 4 car. Especially when the guy has had a few uh, natty lights. Mm -hmm. Exactly, yes. Yeah, and obviously the drivers like to show off and uh, show what they got, so. And it, and it's, uh, we got, you know, we got, basically we got to go into the Buffalo chip Friday night, opening night for free because we were a part of ultra four and, and there with the race and in the parade. And so like, that's pretty sweet too. Tickets to the Buffalo chip, man, aren't like super cheap. I mean, I can't remember what it was, maybe like 75 bucks a night or a day to get in. So it, it gives us a chance to get in there and see what they have too. But, you know, with that ticket, you're you're getting two big bands, um, at least, depending on the night. Sometimes there's three or four big bands that are playing. Um, and if you can find a spot, you throw a tent up and uh, crash for the night. So mm. for 75 bucks, I mean, it's cheaper than me going to uh, a concert at my local arena. Oh, definitely. And uh, we were a little disappointed. We were really looking forward to snoop dog this year yeah much out of anybody's control other than snoop dog that got canceled would have been incredible right hopper even has a green hat that he was going to bring along <laughs> uh, well i i just was like i said i was blown away by just the sheer uh 
complexity, if you will, of the infrastructure at the Buffalo chip, you know, it's, it's a town in within itself. It's pretty crazy. And then on top of that, then you go across the highway and then there's this racetrack and there's all this stuff set up. And then uh, there are concessions out there. Was this the first out there for like the little, little bar and little uh, concession stand out there? Well, we, we've had it in the past uh, to some degree. Um, the hard part is obviously the, the campground and uh, that's, that's the Buffalo chips main concern during rally. Um, and up until ultra four, we hadn't had the greatest attendance. It wasn't huge events that were coming in. Um, even the first couple events that I did during rally. So, um, there too, I think the parade and especially the kickoff in the amphitheater has tremendously helped our spectator base. Yeah. Um, I asked this year to be able to kind of take over food and beverage and, uh, just kind of manage that side of it. Um, it, it eases up the Buffalo chip employees so that they can take it off their minds. Ah. It eases up them find the employees to cover over there. Um, they don't have events there every day. So how do you hire somebody for four days of rally as opposed to 10 days over at the main campground? Hmm. So well, it helps us both out. Yeah. Well, I have to say it was a great idea. I was introduced to twisted tea. Uh, I probably spent a hundred mm-hmm. bucks on twisted teas oh. over there. My new favorite yep. tasty, delicious beverage. And then the, the barbecue oh my gosh oh yeah the barbecue though the trailer, whatever whoever those people were that came in with that food trailer they knew how to slang some barbecue it was amazing between that and the twisted tea black. man amazing yep black hills food and fire they came out for us this year um yeah he, he's doing awesome work he uh he's been going about a year now i think um he's a friend of mine which i made it easier to bring them in during a rally it's hard to find vendors same thing to come out to uh you know our two three day event uh they can go downtown sturgis it's going to cost them more to be downtown but they're going to have quadruple the sales as they would at potentially have at our at our track there so he came helped us out did a phenomenal job i heard nothing but good things about the food i got over there every time i got a chance i know that yeah well, make sure he knows, make sure they know that uh, nothing but five-star plus reviews on our end, um, you know, on the Colorado crew, whatever, the the pit guys. Uh, I'm, I'm surprised you even remember what it tasted like Saturday night, man. Hey, that was early into the night. As the night progressed, uh, things got fuzzier, but uh, let's not talk. <laughs> That's neither here nor there. Let's Let's keep talking about the the Buffalo chip and their world-class facilities bounce house. I did not get a chance to use the bounce house. That's probably a good thing, but uh, man, you guys thought you guys kind of thought of everything. You know, you had the concessions, you had drinks, you had something for the kids. You had the world's best water truck on the track. Oh my gosh. Yes. Tell us a little bit, tell the water truck saga, because that in and of itself is a freaking, that's a feat of engineering. If, I, I'm going to say it right now. That was impressive. Tell us a little bit about your uh, track water issues. Well, uh, last year they, we found out real quick that it's hard to rent water trucks here in the uh, western South Dakota, unfortunately. So uh, we, we had to do a lot of searching. This year I, I called in some favors, got uh, a friend of mine, rented us this truck. I got one from the fairgrounds because um, the Buffalo Chip does a lot of work with them. And, and we finally had one last minute to show it up as a rental. So um but as always 
it uh, equipment breaks down. So we had one the pump quit working on, another one that's having fueling issues, and um, getting around a track like that in a in a big heavy truck hauling four thousand gallons can be uh, difficult and trying to say the least. So few problems with the other truck as well, but we managed to keep things going and tried to keep it as watered down the best we could. Well, you guys, you guys certainly did a great job. Um, yeah, driving a driving a large truck off camber is not easy, let alone full of water. You know, four thousand gallons of water, eight point three four gallon uh, pounds per gallon. I'm not going to do the math because I can't in my head, but just that's a lot of weight. So, you know, you guys, you, yep. that's that's the one thing that I, I always have to sit back and think about is the logistics that go into making these events happen. You know. It's easy to show up somewhere and be like, oh, this is great. You know, we're going to we're going to go racing and, you know, here's all the racers and race car drivers. They're kind of prima donnas to begin with. And we all like, ooh, race car drivers. And then there's the pit crews. And but then really what makes it happen is the guys like you that are out there making sure everything's prepped and ready to go. And and then obviously during the race too, the logistics involved with that. So that's a. Huge kudos to you guys and the work you do. It it went well, I thought. As, as a first timer coming to it, an outsider seeing it for the first time, I it went very smoothly. Well, and that's side of it's all ultra four. That's all JT and, and scheduling and his crew making sure, um, you know, Gus being in the truck ready to go. They're trying to do run heats and you know, fifteen minute break in between, and that was simply to get the water truck around as as much as we could, and try to get things wet back down to control the dust um would have been a lot better if all three trucks were running obviously we could have we could have covered triple the ground that 15 minutes unfortunately it didn't really work out that way for us sure well the the racing was also like top caliber i mean we had some fantastic races and uh i think uh lauren healy's even probably giving you and your guys a shout out like you uh you your dudes, your dudes out on the course saved the podium finish for that guy. That that was a lot of luck involved there, though, too. I mean, it, to have him roll over, you know, 30 yards from where my recovery is staged um, and everything worked perfectly as far as straps are out and ready and, and hooked and, and over he went and everything came undone and away he goes. That was definitely perfect case scenario. Uh, which is what we always strive for, obviously. But it, yeah, there's a lot of people very surprised that it went that well. Well, and there was a lot of rollovers this weekend, more I think than last year in my memory. But no, no major, yeah. no major injuries. Just a lot of like uh, two wheel bicycles gone mm-hmm. wrong. Um, a lot of dudes ended up on their sides or their lids, and all weekend everybody that that got in that situation made those comments like damn these dudes were out there fast they got me back up like you didn't screw anybody's stuff up you know that's always a guy's already pissed because he's laying on his roof and then somebody hooks up in the wrong place or tears something up like your guys out on the crew uh did a phenomenal job this weekend and they were busy because there was a lot of uh as jt calls it a lot of guys running out of talent Yes. Well, you know, there, there's just enough change up in the course, I think, um, change up in the rocks and, uh, everybody was, was running hard this year, trying, you know, everybody was shooting, they wanted out front. They wanted to get away from that dust. Um, 
my guys, fortunately, a lot of them have either been racers or been involved with racing where they understand and they, they know how edgy that racer is and how bad he wants to get back out there. So they get it. They, they know that this, this is business and we need to get our job done quickly, safely, efficiently, get them back, give them a chance to get back in. So. So, you, you know, you talk about, you know, you kind of know what it's like, uh, the guys that work, work, work with you kind of know what it's like, you know, tell us a little bit about how you got started in off-road. Like, you know, where, what's, what's your roots? Where did you, where did you kind of get bit by the bug for off pavement fun? So growing up, um, I actually grew up in East River, uh, South Dakota, but, uh, my father was disabled, but he, he was a very talented fabricator and welder. Um, and we used to have a uh, small series around here, not that much different than like Yellowstone. And we had uh, a couple of local guys and my dad would help them get their trucks prepped and ready and haul them to the races, whatnot. And, um, and so I kind of grew up around it and whatnot. Got my whole life, that's just kind of, you know, that's what my dad was into and, and that's what I fell into. So when Don originally started Yellowstone, um, Jason Pauly, friend of mine out here had actually heard about the first race for Yellowstone and he and some other guys put together a list of people they thought to try it. Somehow my name ended up on that list. Um, <laughs> next thing I know I was going racing in Montana. Nice. So what was your, what was your first, uh, I guess your first race rig, what was your, your first machine? My first race rig was actually, we had taken a, uh, a scout frame, um, and put 16 to 14 bolts on it and a uh ANC motor and i took a jeep scrambler tub and a friend of mine actually taken the tub and bobbed off the back end of it i bought that tub from him and set it over the top of that scout frame and it was my rock crawler um when we decided to go racing um there too kind of voluntold that i was going racing jason with twist customs was nice enough we brought it out to his shop I think we put in about 80 feet of tubing. Um, got that, you know, welding the frame, plating the frame, everything else, getting everything set and ready. And we headed over to Montana to see what we could do. So that's where I got my start. Nice. I like that. It's a, uh, I like hearing stories about like the fabricated builds like that. You know, the, the one-offs Zach and I, we kind of go back and forth. Zach's like, Oh, you got to do everything like nice and right and straight. And I'm like, let's build a Frankenstein monster of something and see how it does. <laughs> and he's like, it's the worst idea ever. And I'm like, Zach, you're a bad idea. So just be quiet. So yeah, I like to hear your, I like we, to hear people like you say that because in your face, Zach. Yeah. We, you know, we showed the first race, uh, 538 gears, 38 inch tall tires. Um, probably weighed in 6,000 pounds. I mean, it's not a race rig in any way, shape, or form. Um, but we wanted to give it a try and just kind of see how things went. So I had done some mud racing when I was in high school and growing up and whatever. And my brother was one more into rock crawling. I was into the, the mud racing and going fast was more of my, my like. So I think it's kind of how my name ended up on the list. So you're you're kind of based out of there uh, in South Dakota, uh, Rapid City, right? Yes. We we were told it's not Rapid City; it's just Rapid. It's Rapid City. Oh, so I uh, I uh, everybody calls it Rapid, but 
Well, so that's the funny thing. Like I, a couple a year couple ago, I, I bought a set of axles from a guy and he was over on the Minnesota border, basically in Minnesota. And it's like, oh, I got to go to Rapid. And yeah, just head up, meet me in Rapid. I'm like, I don't know where Rapid is. He's like, oh, Rapid City. I'm like, oh, he's like, yeah, everyone calls it Rapid. And I'm like, oh, well, I guess now I'm going to call it Rapid. We, uh, we have the same thing out here in Colorado in uh, what I call Buena Vista. But all the people that live there refer to it as either BV or Buny. Oh, yeah, I live out in Buny. You need to come out to Buny. And we're like, what are you talking about? We, but I guess we're just not locals to that area. We just don't know. Well, that's how it is here. We've got Winter Park and Fraser. Like all the, all the you know, people in Winter Park, like, it's Winter Park. And everyone else in the county said, no, it's Snootyville. It's known as Snootyville up there in Fancy oh. Pants Winter Park. So anyway, my question, my question about Rapid City is, is uh, you live there all year. Like, what's it like the rest of the year besides this, like, 10 to 15 day window of, like, mass chaos? I've been disturbed before. I've seen it. Um, but I don't know if people understand, like, it really is a, a real small Midwest town. Yeah, I mean, I think they you don't know, like Sturgis, especially their population. I want to say it's 15,000. Um, and then you come to rally week and it's 50,000. Hmm. So it's, you know, it's, it, it's nuts to watch that tiny little town and it's almost unrecognizable. Um, JT commented because like they came out here last year, I believe the end of May, beginning of June to build the track uh, the first time for ultra four and you run to town and, and it's just a, a nice little small town. And then you come the week before rally and the store that was there is now closed and there's a t-shirt shop. And you know what I mean? It's tents everywhere. Um, it changes the looks of everything. It's easy to get lost if you're not familiar with it because everything appears different. Well, I think one of the craziest things I saw, well, there's a lot of crazy things. I've never been, this is my first time to the rally and uh, like the logistics blew me away. Like there's, we were walking up and down this, the main street or the main and there's a, an appliance store that was turned into a restaurant. Like people <laughs> were, right. people were like eating off of washers and dryers. I'm like, wow, that, I, that's not something you normally see. And I was blown away by all these little storefronts that were like tattoo parlors or t-shirt shops. Like you said, I'm like, Oh wow, this is totally not what that is, but it is that now. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of places over there. Um, I have friends that opened up a business over there about a, uh, not quite a year ago. Um, and part of their lease agreement is that they will move out for three weeks. Wow. Because that it gets for rally. Um, so that's part of their business that they have to understand is that there's three weeks that they have to be packed up completely out of the way. And then also driving up and down the highway, like these people, like a normal house, you're, you're looking at like, Hey, it's a house, but their yard is full of tents and there's people using the house's bathroom and like someone turned their driveway into bike parking. I'm like, man, this is, this is kind of crazy. Like there's a lot of, you know, on my end, just a lot of like uh, awe and wonderment towards the logistics that go into putting this on. Um, right. Yeah. It's for it's that crazy. tiny little town. It's a lot of those people, you know, they have 10, 12 days, to make their yearly income um yeah. so you have to milk it for all it's worth so to speak 
Yeah. Um, and if you're going to live there and put up with all the boy- bikes and the noise and the chaos and everything else, then why not at least try to put a little money in your pocket? Well, yeah. Some of those dudes were making a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I yeah. couldn't believe like how oh, many bikes and tents they could cram in their yard. <laughs> yeah, it, it's insane. I mean, it's I know there's a lot of people, you know, that rent their houses out and they'll cover a three, four, five month mortgage by renting their house out for two weeks. So impressive. Well, we we were we drove in through the top part of the Black Hills. Uh, we came through Deadwood. You know, I've I've been up there. I've rode my side by side a lot. Hopper never been up there, and we were just like, man, that this is so, just such a beautiful area. Like, you want people to like realize how badass it is up there. And I've talked about this before. Like, their UTVs and their trail riding. Uh, networks up there are, are awesome but you almost kind of don't want to tell people also because like it's still like quaint and small and and people know people there and man it's just it i don't know you always go on vacation somewhere and you're like man this would be a great place to live um but i always think about that when i come to the black hills it, it keeps growing though i think i mean it's uh our off-road markets, um, and I, I guess I don't even want to throw any numbers out because I'm not even sure anymore, but it's the, the impact that it has on our economy here. I mean, it's, it's almost like rally. It's, uh, you know, you get a lot of vendors saying thing. They have five, six months that that is how they sustain, um, whether it's bed and breakfast, camping, um, you know, just anything and everything out there, uh, off-road related, um, lots and lots of utv rental places popping up all over the place that's the only way they can make it you know that's that's what they have to try to get by and it's luckily we do have enough trails that typically they aren't too crowded um there's enough room for everybody to come play between the northern hills southern hills everything we have well i've never been crowded on any of the trails there and i also tell people too whenever we come up there we dedicate one maybe one two days to just riding on asphalt all day, you know, cause we do the needles and the right. iron mountain and Mount Rushmore. We do all that in our razors, you know, and that's just a day on pavement. Um, yeah. But yeah. The, the, it's just a great area to ride. Um, and then, you know, I've only been into rapid a couple of times, but it seems like a nice place, you know, it, it is, it's exactly what you'd expect. It's just a nice medium sized town in South Dakota you know, a little slow, which is the kind of place me and Hopper like. What do you what do you right. do here uh, the rest of the year? Uh, so I actually have a uh, on a body shop in Rapid City. Well, that's that's funny because I just got off the phone with a body shop today <laughs> since I smoked a deer on my way to the race in the middle of Wyoming. Yep. But yep. Yeah, that's uh, that's I've just, dude. How many deer did we see when we got into the hills? Nine hundred and eighty-seven. Oh my gosh, you're you're in a great business <laughs> based off of what I saw in one night. <laughs> We've gotten I think five toe ins in the last two days for deer hits. So yeah. Oh my gosh. Going. Do you shut down your business uh, during a rally when you're up there like working on the race stuff, or you got you got you get work for you that can kind of keep things going? I'm I'm fortunate. So I actually, I, I worked for another shop um, for about nine years. And then I, I bought my own shop back in 
2016. Um, and so it was right before I was kind of starting to do the rally stuff. Now, but once I got towards the end there, I got guys to come help me out. Uh, my, my new shop that I bought, we moved into a bigger facility. I have more technicians. I have an estimator working for me. Um, parts people, everything else. So now I'm able to take the couple of days off, come out. They run my shop for me while I'm gone. And I get to come out and play and put on the races. That's a pretty good setup, man. Yeah. What uh, you I'm you race the Yellowstone Off-Road Series, right? You race their four races every summer. I did that for I don't know six or seven years. Um, a lot of it was with once my body shop got going, harder to take time away from the shop. Uh, to commit to the full season, to four races. Um, when, my, when I started my shop, I was the only person in the office. I had one body man and one painter. So if I was gone, there's nobody to write estimates, nobody to deliver cars, nobody to take money. So not really an option to go racing. So what other races that do you race? Do you race anything outside of Yellowstone and a couple Ultra Fours? Are you down at King of the Hammers? Have you raced in King of the Hammers? I have I have not. Um, Yellowstone is the only series that I've raced with. I actually started uh, once again. Jason Paul with Twisted Customs. I was having him build me a forty eight hundred car. Um, my goal was to get the hammers, but it, to this point has has, has not happened. Um, we've been going out to hit King of Hammers about every other year. Last year we actually helped out with recovery. Uh, six of the seven days we were there, so. Man. I don't know. I don't know if the racing will ever happen out there or not. Well, I got to say again about recovery guys, like hammers, recovery guys, man, like that's like, that's no slouch. Like you got to have rigs. You got to know what you're doing. We've watched those guys. Uh, I don't know that we've ever talked about volunteering to do that, but that's a task in itself, man. You got to go out. We got to get there and you got to sit, you got to get to the hardest spot and then just sit and then help all mm-hmm. those guys. I mean, I would imagine that's a lot of fun. A lot of hammers week. It, it is to extend, but I mean, even this year we went on, you know, we just tried to go on vacation, but as always, I've always uh, told everybody, if you need anything from us, anything we can do to help, let us know. Um, Next thing I know, I get a call that uh, they wanted us to go help do recovery for qualifying. Well, front row seats. Who's going to say no to that? So, <laughs> absolutely, we're in. <clears throat> Next thing I know, it's just uh, every day, you know, all of a sudden, just earlier and earlier and more and more that we, we needed to go cover. So, um, but it was a ton of fun. We, on race day, um, there too, we were just going to go watch. We got over to Turkey Claw. And when we got there, they informed us that their one of their rigs one of the recovery rigs was broke down in the bottom with a broken axle and whoever was trying to get him out broke mm. so we went got them drug out got things ready and we sat at turkey claw for most of the, after, most of the morning anyway and i finally said you know if you're going to make us work at least give us something fun something good to do hindsight maybe not been the greatest idea um <laughs> They sent us over to, I believe, a sledgehammer. Um, Ooh. And this is afternoon. So I get over there and they said, Yeah, where do you want me? Well, we need you at the top. How do I get there? Because I'm assuming we're going to run around behind the mountain, grab, you know, trails, whatnot. Nope. 
run the racetrack up to the top, run, you know, the, the path. So away we went. They, uh, they said we had about 12, 13 minutes between racers and made our way to the top. And then we spent the next, you know, six, seven hours pulling up all the 4,800s, helping them winch and pull and get out of the way. And Aaron actually saw her up there twice. She was co-driving with somebody up there. So odd running into somebody, you know. That uh, that would make me anxious, man. Like, here's one of the hardest trails at the Hammers. You have 10 minutes. You've never done it. Get to the top in 10 minutes or you are going to hold up the race. Like, oh, I don't know if I can handle that, man. I was really happy I had uh, two of the guys, two of my recovery guys with me. And so they were hiking. And my buggy, I got 40-inch uh, stickies on it. So not bad at all with eye-opener, though, compared to um, – crawling a trail and racing oh yeah when, you know, so for a 4800 for me i would normally have 37 inch dot tires if i want to race you know i'd be fully strapped in all the gear helmets nets the whole nine yards it's a big difference when you can actually have sticky tires stick your head out the window see what you're doing move around look through the passenger well to know where that passenger tire is it wasn't bad at all because we had time and i had two spotters yeah. um it's definitely making me second guess ever wanting to race it on 37 inch DOTs. Wow. Well, that's where we always go sit over at Jackhammer and watch that EMC race on Friday. And that's when I mm-hmm. always question, like, I, I never want to drive. I never want to co-drive. I'm watching these dudes, like most, not even most of them. Some of them can get up. No problem. Uh, some of them have problems, right. but they still get up it. And then you got the third group of guys whose co-drivers have to get out. And I just see those poor bastards. And I'm like, that would be me. And that looks miserable. The dude's dragging ass, pulling rope. The crowds, he's hooking up to the wrong rock. And the crowds are yelling, hook it up over there. And it's just like, I don't want to be that guy. Like, wreck wheeling? Absolutely. It'd be a blast to go out there. But... Oh, they look so tired, man. And I'm just too lazy. Well, yeah. And like, like you say, like we saw, when we saw Aaron, um, you know, it was, she was pulling cable, pulling cable and getting the racer up to the top side. And he slid off. Um, as soon as she unhooked him, he got stuck again. She had to rehook him, trying to get him going. And she just sat down. You could see, I mean, she was just mentally and physically exhausted from hiking the trails, pulling cable that and trying to communicate over the sounds of a race car they may or may not be hearing or understanding even with hand signals what you're trying to get them to do it it makes for a long day man it makes me really appreciate races like uh, what we just did in Sturgis and uh even Yellowstone's uh Big Sky 200 I mean that's a that's a big mile endurance race but it's not near as technical and like those are the races I like you're probably not going to have to get out of the car. Well, it's Sturgis, like JT told us, 100% do not get out of the car. You know, stay in right. there. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Our, Sturgis is a short course that, um, the, the way out to four runs, it, it, you know, it's a definitely short course that, number one, recovery does an awesome job. So they're going to get there. They're going to get you right. It gets you out of harm's way. Um, the other thing is, if you're broke, the chances of getting fixed and staying on podium or placing are slim to none. Yeah. Um, you don't have time to get back out there. Yeah. It's a, it was, it was probably like a 45 minute race for the UTVs. I think nine laps, like 
Even if, even if you just do something as simple as blow a tire or a belt, that's three laps right there that you're going to probably lose. Uh, especially, well, like, uh, especially when Paul Wolf's in the front. <clears throat> right. Yeah. I think Lauren last year, I want to say, did blow a tire and still won it. Um, but he's he's of a different caliber. Um, he he's out. You know, it's that that man's driving skills and the level he takes it to amaze me. Yeah. Well, like we said earlier, man, the racing this year was just great across all the classes. Um, Absolutely. And this is one of those races as like a crew because there's so much downtime between events and stuff. Like we actually get to sit down and watch a lot of the racing uh, and we don't necessarily get to do that at other tracks. Right. So, oh man, I'm going to make you jealous. My wife just brought mm. me a huge steak for dinner that's huge knew we were gonna have a long night down here recording man she took care of us so anyway on that well, note man it is dinner time we don't want to hold you up too long we know that you're still like in the middle of this rally so uh yeah man we really want to luckily go ahead Luckily, my part is done. Um, I, I get out there usually Tuesday or Wednesday, getting everything prepped and ready. JT and his crew show up, you know, same thing. Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. The nice thing for me is they take care of all the racing side of things. Um, all their sponsors, track, all of that is 100% on them. So I just have to worry about my side, uh, gate, food, beverage, um, spectators, all the security. I take care of my side. They take care of theirs and, and away we go. So Dude, it, would, things run smoothly. I would want to ha want nothing to do with security at an ultra four race, especially in Sturgis. I hung out with those boys from Rufus racing just enough to know <laughs> security is not an interest at all for me. <laughs> well, well, and, they behave themselves during the day. Please. Yeah. And Zach doesn't like confrontation. Neither do I, but well, hey, I thanks for thanks for chatting with us. Is there anybody you want to give a shout out to, or anything else you want to say before we wrap up? You know, thanks you guys. It was awesome to have you guys come out and do your podcast during the Ultra Four. Um, definitely a shout out to my entire recovery crew. Um, a lot of that's Black Hills Four Wheelers um, guys that come out and, and just good friends of mine that come out and help. They take their time, spend their money to come out and get yelled at and you know dusty, dirty. Um, be in the mix of it all day long so as far as i you know i think we got the best around um they did an awesome job they always do so definitely a shout out to those guys definitely want to thank ultra four for coming and and uh putting on an awesome show out of sturgis again once again this year for the buffalo chip you know we're just we're looking forward to what the future may bring yeah you guys do a great job man we love coming out there it's it's one of the highlights of our year for sure, uh, especially in our racing. Thank you. But uh, no, we appreciate yeah. it. you guys do a killer job. Keep it up. Um, yeah, man. What what a wild and crazy last two weeks we've had. It's been nuts, man. And we're not even like slowing down. Next week we're gonna do another live broadcast from the Taylor Park UTV Rally out in Taylor Park, Colorado. Uh, I'm going to be there all week. You're going to be there a few days. Like, man, and we've got just stuff piling up after that. I uh, I was accosted 
by one of our future guests that we had to have them on like ASAP. That's going to be a good one in a couple of weeks. We're going to have some good, juicy announcements yes. in the Ultra 4 we world. We love juicy announcements. But uh, yeah, man, we're busy. We're hustling. We're going to keep hustling. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Follow along. We're going to have a lot of Facebook posts next week when we're out at Taylor Park. And uh, everybody have a good week. You've been listening to The Pit Guys. Follow us on Facebook. Instagram, and all major podcast platforms. We'll see you at the races.